In the dark and twisted alleys of Duskwall, where shadows dance to the tune of secrets and danger lurks at every turn, a group of daring individuals has emerged. They are the Undertides, a crew bonded by shared thirst for power, riches, and survival. In a world haunted by forgotten gods, where ancient magics collide with industrial progress, and where the line between right and wrong blurs into shades of gray, the Undertides navigate the treacherous underbelly of society. In this campaign, you will join these desperate and resourceful individuals as they carve their path through the city's factions and tangled webs of deceit. As the authorities tighten their grip and rival crews wage war for control, the Undertides must make their mark. Will they rise to prominence and become feared and respected, or will they fall into oblivion, their names whispered only as cautionary tales? That last one, probably. The choices they make will shape their destiny and the fate of the city itself. This is Blades in the Dark. We're moving forward with um, a job from Lissa. She provided y'all additional work after seeing how well y'all did with uh, your good friend. So Lissa liked the work you previously did for her and has another task for you. Her expensive shipment of fine shadow cloaks was confiscated by local constabulary. This in and of itself is no problem. A, well, a few well-placed drop bribes and a couple of minutes alone with the evidence locker would be all they needed to rejoin the cloaks with their rightful owner. However, by the time one of the agents got in to reclaim their goods, they had already been taken. After a bit of digging, it was discovered that Lady Arya Dunville had somehow acquired the cloaks and had begun showing up to social functions with her and her friends wearing the shadow cloaks as part of their lavish outfits. Lady Dunville is having a party at her manor estate in the Six Towers district, and while it is not her primary residence, the talk of the town is that she has laid out her arcane and strange accoutrement out for this party. There has even been a talk of a seance. It's very likely that the cloaks will be located at the home at the time of the party, and your your crew is tasked with retrieving the cloaks and returning them to the crows without making too much of a fuss. Sounds like y'all want to do an occult engagement using um, none other than Miss Miss Owl here as your point of arcane infiltration. What could go wrong? Perfect. perfect. Um, so before we get started in earnest. Uh, is there any information gathering that y'all want to do? Like, um, like I know that part of the actual score will be flashbacking, doing like specific things, but I can give you a little bit of detail about like who Lady Arya Dunville is, real quick. And then if y'all want to make like rolls to see if you can pry some so, more information out, then that's possible too. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get like house layout or anything, but we might be able right, to right. find out. I'd like to know how many cloaks we're trying to get. A half dozen, six. Okay. And has she been seen where all of her friends are wearing them, all six are being worn when she attends something? Yes. It has been seen whenever her and her entourage have, like, gone out and they, like, intentionally were, like, dressing up. It's like, like, they're supposed to, like, blend in with the shadows, but they're also, like, totally bejeweled. So it's not, it's more of a presentation than it is function for these shadow cloaks. For her specifically and her entourage. She, like her, her, her camo plan. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's reasonable to assume that one of my cousins would be like a waiter at this thing. I'm assuming there's like, you know, uh, aperitifs, 100 percent hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Now, do I do I need to do that as a flashback or should I just tell you now that that's probably a thing? We could use it as a flashback where like one of the waiters just like happens to be a cousin of yours. But also it totally makes sense in the fiction now that one of your cousins is acting as a well, not even acting. He is a waiter. (laughs) Yeah, Marcos. Marcos is a waiter. He's been working that gig for a little while now. Yeah, there you go. Um, so Lady Arya Dunville, she is part of the prestigious Dunville family. Um, she is one of like of a branch family of Dunvilles that doesn't have as much um, political influence on the world as the primary Dunvilles are. Um, I believe the Dunvilles even have like someone on the on the city council, which is like one of six people. Yes. So the Dunvilles are a storied family. They have like sons and daughters in the church and cousins in the blue coats. And really they're pretty stretched far and wide. There's be hard for you to find an institution that doesn't have a Dunville somewhere in it kind of kind of family. And that that's what happens whenever you have families that live for or not hundreds live for hundreds of years, but have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, if anyone wants to like make any connection rolls or fortune rolls to see if you might know of a Dunville or like maybe have a connection to a Dunville, or if that's like not something that you're interested, in, then. Well, I mean, you said there were some in the. <clears throat> the whatchamacallsits. <laughs> the blue coats. Yeah. Um, generally, the people who would be, uh, them will be like sergeants and commanders. Right. Sergeants, if you're like the least of the Dudvilles kind of situations. Um, um, what do we roll? Um, probably, I would say, uh, a fortune consort roll. Okay. If you want to see if you're able to kind of like get more information about the family there. Well, let's see. Um, so I go to consort. Do I click on consort and then fortune after? Yes. Risky? Control? Uh, fortune. Fortune. Should be oh, one okay. of the fortune. Yeah, yeah. Standard. Mm hmm. Bonus dice by zero. <laughs> God bless. A six right off the bat. Uh, I know him. Yes, so you're probably a little familiar with the uh, Dunvilles. You know, there's the the primary house of Lord Dunville, which has people in the upper portions of the Church of the Exodus of the Flesh. That they have uh, Lord Dunville, the scion of the house, is a member of the city council. Lady Arya Dunville is a cousin of that predominant branch where like about 12 people would have to die for Lady Arya Dunville to be in the running to inherit the lordship of the house. I know everything about cousins. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, she's like secretary of parks and rec. It's going to take a while. It's going right. to be a little while. She's not vice president or anything. 
Oh, three rolls have been rolled, and they've all been <laughs> six, six, six. This is an occult run, that's for sure. Because <laughs> we're all going to hell. Yeah, Mark, I think you might even have a connection, like a knowledge about the Dunvilles. You know that on uh, Lady Arya Dunville's kind of side branch, there are younger, like, kids kind of, like, still on the cusp of being adults, but, like, not really taken seriously as members of the family um, that have been, like, dabbling in um, ghost possession. Uh, ah, the youths. The the youths getting all up in the bad stuff. That there have been there's been some whispers going around the the blue coats that if you find a Dunville at one of these like spirit parties, you're supposed to let them go. And it's kind of like a public private secret where you don't talk about it in good company. That the Dunvilles are known for to in imbibe and engage in these like spiritual experiences like rich people doing drugs you just it's kinda, good. he's white so mm-hmm. especially since uh the church of the ecstasy of the flesh is like an- antithetical to ghostliness like there's like up upper epsilon people who are in the church who are dunvilles and so they're supposed to be like anti-ghost well i ain't afraid of no ghost Ain't that true? Uh, other than that, do you have any other information that y'all kind of want about? Uh, yes. Yeah, let me hear it. Um, I would like to do a maybe night before survey um, mm-hmm. to get a guard number in position. Yeah, make a study roll. Definitely fortune as well. Survey. Study a little Oh, survey. Yeah, survey or study, definitely. I need to get back into the habit of not telling you what to roll and asking you what you roll. <laughs> yeah. You're well, not I don't know what me. a lot of these things mean, so it's <laughs> not me. <laughs> Three. Um, you would actually know that leading up to this party, that the place where this party is going to be taking place is in the Six, the six Towers, I believe. Yeah, the Six Towers District. And generally, there's not a lot of blue coat presence or like security in the six towers. Um, but that's all going to change like come tomorrow. You expect there's going to be a lot of external security around the manor area, but not necessarily in the district as a whole. Where this is kind of the, the six towers is very, very run down. Um, not a lot of wealthy, well-to-do families live here anymore, and it's kind of like uh, got a occult influence that's imbibed within the town, where it's like rich people who aren't so rich anymore have a lot of time on their hands and a house in decay. And so what do they do? Make bargains with the occult and see if there's a way to improve their houses now. I just want to fix the wallpaper. <laughs> I just want the new season of wallpaper from Low Chambeau. So not so secure right now. We'll be real secure tomorrow. Likely we'll have a lot of additional uh, security there tomorrow. All right. So it sounds like we kind of know what we want to do as far as the plan is concerned. And let's go to the score.
All right, we are doing occult. So the we arcane did roll method. like three sixes at a time. Yeah, but those were all for a setup. I know. <laughs> now, now we can roll three ones. ones. I yeah, know, but like, we use them all. <laughs> if nothing screams occult, it's rolling six six six. Six 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 to start. This is an occult run. <laughs> uh, no. Let's go. I want to know everyone's load. I think we all is gotta go lighter, light, normal, or heavy. Or... Yeah, I'm thinking very light. Yeah. Oh, because we're y'all are kind of running elbows to elbows with the However, wealthy. I could argue for normal if we're bringing things in to set it up. Right. So you can, like, hide things thing. and I would I would okay. go light, but then everyone else would maybe go normal. I could come in as a waiter and go normal. I've got a man on the inside. I can go as a waiter. I got a man on the he can inside. Give me a job. <laughs> I need a gig for the weekend. <laughs> That's Marcus just the way it is. Man. I think, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll go light. Okay. I'm the only one going normal. Well, I figure if I'm going to be rocking some fine duds. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of pockets in the extra frilly cloak. Yeah. <laughs> he finally gets to take out his, like, extra cloak. Like, the extra, oh, so. extra of extras. <laughs> He's running a cloak and a capelet. <laughs> a cloak um, and a capelet, and there's six collars. All... <laughs> gotta pop every single one of them. <laughs> okay, so, Peacock is there to Peacock. Yep. Mm -hmm. Snipe is there to be the setup guy. Because Shep is being a damage caterer. Control. Waiter. Mm -hmm. Yep, damage control. So who's going to yank these cloaks? It, it would is D'Artagnan going to sit this one out? As a waiter, maybe you could grab the uh, coat check. Well, I'll Take do it. that while the seance is happening too. Yeah, I'm there I'm... for I'm, I'm there for backup. If something goes wrong or or we need to grab something quick, I can grab it. I'm, I'm going to be watching. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking of taking a more passive role on this because y'all are going to be the you know the, the attendees. So the detail is, what is the arcane method? So the the plan is that there's kind of rumor of a seance going down. What like equipment does Peacock or not Peacock does Owl like bring in, or what kind of arcane method is she planning to use to fit into this like new occult structure? Uh, well. What are spirit bottles are like ghost jars, right? Yes. So spirit bottles are ghosts that have been placed into those bottles. But generally, there's not any ghosts in the spirit bottles. It's the bottle that you put a ghost in. Right. I feel like those would be very important in case bad things. Or if I'm going to be like, hey, who wants like a cool souvenir of a auditor that died 30 years ago <laughs> they're like oh me <laughs> oh my he could help with my taxes <laughs> so so your plan is kind of like the arcane method is you want to summon a ghost into the party capture it and hand it out as a souvenir well maybe maybe like at the, at the finale um definitely gonna summon like ghosts but i feel like i have to do some um research on the history of the house 
just mm-hmm. in case there was like a mass murder of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know with these like mansions. <laughs> I hit or miss. say I, I say that we have the plan. We have the plan. We'll roll to see what kind of information you get later. Like we'll flashback it to you researching okay. the history of the let's not okay. know all the details yet. I love that. <laughs> and so the the arcane method here is kind of a make it a show of summoning ghosts and then for the finale putting the ghost in the bottle and handing him out at him or her out as a, a souvenir to the one of the attendees. Engage and roll. One die for sheer luck. Is the operation bold or daring? I would definitely say summoning a ghost in the middle of a room full of people and uh, bringing it to tow is daring. Is it overly complex? No. Make a big distraction. Get in there. Get the robes. Get out. Uh, Expose the vulnerability of the target? I wouldn't say it does, um, but it also doesn't hit them where they're at their strongest. Uh, do you have any friends or contacts that can provide aid or insight for the operation? Yes. Lord Skurlock is helping y'all with an in uh, with Lady Dunville. He's kind of handing you off to her, so to speak, as a potential fun sideshow to the party as a whole. Are there enemies or rivals interfering with this operation? Also, yes, but it's a secret, so I won't tell you who it is. God damn it. <laughs> it's a hundred percent my thing. It's Are there, the, it's that guy, isn't it? <laughs> he, you're not that guy, pal. Uh, are there any other elements that you want to consider? Um, I don't think there are any other elements that we need to kind of take into account. You forget yeah. Marcos. Ah, of course, Marcos, <laughs> our boy, our Marcos. inside man. <laughs> right, and let's see. So I would like you, Owl, to roll a fortune roll with two dice. All right, fortune roll with two dice. I'm Mm -hmm. really sorry, guys, but you used up all the sixes, so I'm going to roll bad. (laughs) Well, then we use a three, so we're just trying to get rid of, you know. It's going to be a one or a two. Well, then you get two dice. Not how numbers work. All right, uh... The long, large numbers, have you heard it? Double ones. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that it was going to happen. That is <laughs> bad. <laughs> I was like, I told you guys, he used up all the sixes. Yeah. So you so are in a desperate situation when the action starts. Um, it's okay. It's okay. We started out desperate last time. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> I just gotta roll some six. <laughs> just gotta you can't run a streak of jobs starting at desperate. <laughs> uh, so Owl's already starting with a little bit of stress, so that's funny. Um, <laughs> y'all walk to in the direction of the manor. There is just like a cacophony of light and noise. The rest of Six Towers is like almost deathly silent. And as you get closer and closer to where this party is being held, um, there's an absolute bedlam of excitement and people are dressed up in like costumes. It almost looks like a Halloween party. There's a bunch of like silly knickknacks and like spooky skeletons like outside 
they've really like done up how they want the aesthetic of this place to look. And as you kind of approach, you're you're welcomed in. You're part of Lord Skurlock's entourage. He um helps you go inside and he goes, This really is not my cup of tea. I will bid you all adieu. And I'll leave my gift basket here at the table. <laughs> he just leaves. He doesn't <laughs> much care for the the party scene nowadays. Uh, and I'd say what starts us off in a desperate situation is Owl needing to perform immediately. Uh, one of the like maid servants of Lady Dunville immediately spots you. She takes out, uh, she takes Owl by the hand and just like walks her to the center table and has her sit down and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen," and everyone like immediately turns to face you, and it's just like a sea of people just turn. They're all in like different types of masks. Some of them are like wearing extravagant feathers, and you're in a desperate position here, not because like they're gonna beat you to death. But because they want you to immediately begin the show, uh, but you don't have any of your prep. She's right? just like, like <sighs> <sighs> I didn't get to set anything up yet. She's already doing that. Uh, um, I uh, uh, <laughs> she just kind of like looks to um, she's like um. Knight, could you come over here, please? With, um, my stuff. <laughs> and then she'll just start, like, getting to work immediately. She's like, okay, 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 okay. <sighs> just gonna try and channel the room. There's no one in the room. No one's staring at you. It's fine. I would definitely say that the first role that you're called upon to make as uh, <laughs> Snipe is, like, bringing you your gear... It, it seems like you're going to make an attune roll to see if you can attune well to the ghost field in the area. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is this a risky gold? Desperate. So, because okay. you crit failed on the engagement uh, roll. So, is it possible that seeing that Owl is super uncomfortable, that Peacock could kind of like uh barge in and start kind of trying to talk to people about how to get prepared for the seance to buy her some time like to be like uh, oh well you know if we're going to be doing this the right way you guys are going to have to back up and you'll have to sit like this and yeah if you you want to kind of like get in there ahead of uh yeah, owl starting in earnest as buffer did you want to like flavor that as a help action like take a stress and give her a plus one die to the desperate roll or do you yeah, want to yeah. like roll? Oh, okay. no, I don't. I don't need to roll for it. I think that he would just because it's not like he's been around this stuff. He just he sees that this is not looking like it's starting good. She's just <laughs> so, like reading her notes upside down. She's like, wait, wait a minute. Can, can I I <laughs> so he's just trying to distract some of the attention away from Owl so that she can get settled. So yeah, I'll take uh, what is it? Two stress. One stress to help somebody. Okay. Yay! Right. Thanks, so, bud. I'll, Owl like moves or uh, Peacock moves around, gets kind of people like, all right, back up, everyone. We want to make sure she has at least three feet in every direction, like stuff like that. <laughs> everyone should remove any outer garments, uh, jewelry. <laughs> I'll hold on to them right here. 
<laughs> Trying to make and... a quick buck on this. Okay. <laughs> and so Snipe, you had a question real quick? No, what I was going to say, I, I wanted to add a help also, where when they're trying to get her to... Okay, this isn't the main seance. This is just a minor summoning thing or something, I assume. Just a, a party trick early on? Uh, it seems like they are anticipating Owl to be, like, the appetizer before the main course. Oh, I thought she was supposed to be the main seance. I mean, that's that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, okay, you're here, go. And then you're like, I, uh, uh. Okay, so... Um, Snipe is also going to help, and he's going to, when they start pulling her and saying, do it, do it, um, he's going to very clumsily and make a little show of himself, but pull up a table next to her, and I'm going to bust out my first thing for my loadout, um, arcane implements, and just start mm -hmm. setting up all this shit and put out a, a spirit bottle and all this stuff. Uh -huh. I'm the assistant uh, to her magician. And just trying to set up things for her while Peacock is saying, everybody get back, everybody get back. And it's kind of setting us up as the group doing the entertainment and Being entertainment. So, so people will know who we are and why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. Get get some, get all of the accoutrement that's necessary, like the vial of ectoplasm, the spirit bottles out, like a bunch of black salt that gets like sprinkled on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to set up um, an alibi is what it's called. We we only get one additional die from the help. So we'll just do the one from from Peacock here. Oh, but in the fiction, that's happening as well. I like okay, it. so do I use the item or no? If, if I'm not getting a help extra. If you want to expend the um, item, I'll increase effect. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because I don't think oh, I'm going to okay. use five things anyway, but that's fine. Cool, so it's increased chance and increased effect is what's mm -hmm. happening? She gets plus one die, and I'll and give her plus I one effect for ones. using the. <laughs> and now, Al, do you out. want to push yourself? Um, okay. that what gets another dice for like three stress. Oh, that's uh, not bad. What was your uh, question, Josh? Uh, plus effect. Is that only if you're successful? Um, your increased effect would only truly apply on a four, five, or six. So it's, on, it's only if you're successful, successful. Right, you have to be at least partially successful in order to have any effect. But if you do have I effect... I think what he's asking is to make sure it doesn't increase the negative effect also. Yeah. Right, it doesn't make it more bad. It can only make it more better. Okay. <laughs> if I'm more better. Stuff. We're more if, better. If I'm not um, theoretically doing a help thing, do I take the stress? You do not take the stress, okay. but uh, Peacock does. But you can take the item. Uh, also, since we are doing flashbacks in lieu of Devil's Bargains here to kind of go through some customer, or not customer, uh, some character histories here, do you want to do a flashback to kind of Owl's past to see if maybe you get an extra die? Yeah! The last oh. time things went wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the the question here is what what's Owl like? What's she centering herself on in her past that is kind of giving her that benefit here in the now? I think 
she would try to remind herself. It's not like that time when, and then, (laughs) and it would be probably the one of the first times she tried to like properly attune to something like to the ghost field. And Mm. it went not that great. I mean, she's Mm -hmm. alive and you know, only one person hates her right now. So it's, it, it probably went very catastrophically like adjacent wrong. How uh, old do you think Owl was the very first time she tried attuning to the ghost field, like in earnest? Oh, like probably just like three years ago. I mean, she only started hearing them like when she moved and started having a job. Okay. Um, so it probably was before she quit. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think we kind of like move back to a couple years ago. This is Owl. She she hasn't been hearing voices yet. She's kind of just more your prototypical no, she... gondolier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. She started hearing voices like a while ago. And then um, this is the first time she actually was like, all right, all right, all right. I got to figure out what the fuck they're saying in earnest. So let me try calming them down with like trying to talk to them and then she tried talking to them and didn't go so well yeah we kind of like pull back uh owl is sitting in her gondola uh she has her like long gondoliers pole like sitting over her side and she's like all right like like she she what is in her in her infancy as a whisperer what has she gotten for herself like laid out in front of her like this will help like, this will definitely help. <laughs> Probably a bunch of religious symbols. <laughs> like, just a whole bunch of the different ghost just bane a, charms just, like, laid out all fruit, over the table. There's... Bowl, and then she just put all the symbols in the fruit bowl. There's like, like a, yeah, this a, a candle. <laughs> like, okay, and you kind of you breathe, you kind of draw into yourself and feel yourself, like, kind of reach out. And th- this is your first time doing it, so you don't really know what you're feeling for. Um... We we know that it goes poorly because we've established in the fiction it doesn't go well. Um, do you want to make like a flat fortune roll, like maybe one die to see like just how bad it goes? Like if it's really bad on the spectrum to really bad to, you know, could have been worse. Ah, uh, no, that was my five for the real roll. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Bad. It goes bad. There, you're... You reach out into the ghost field, you're sitting on your gondola, and, like, the entire area around you, like, fogs up. Like, you feel this kind of, like, push along your boat that is beyond the, like, scope of normal turbulence that you'd experience in the canal. Uh, your boat, like, lifts and goes down, but water shift, and the, a bunch of <laughs> your box full of spirit being trans tumbles out into the, uh, into the Riviera. And just, like, you see them dangle down, and you see just, like, the faces of the long dead in the water, like, looking back at you. Teeth, like, lipless gums, like, reaching out, like, ah, in silent screams. And you just immediately push it away. That's, like, you just feel surrounded at all sides. And just, like, oh, and you, like... Oh, that was a mistake. That oh, was that was a mistake. mistake. <laughs> And you're like, well, at least I'm more prepared now in this moment than I was the very first time I reached out. So I'd say, yeah, yeah go ahead. Like, the only difference is that I have a crowd of 
people. <laughs> Make that desperate a two roll with two additional die. Okay. What's the effect? Great. Great. Bonus die, two. All right, boys. Here we go. Yeah! I Three, got one. six, four, one. You only <sighs> need one six. We love it. So with your desperate roll, give yourself one point in resolve. One point in resolve. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. You reach out into the ghost field, feel yourself attuned to it, uh, and you can feel the ghosts of the six towers around you. There's like they're kind of congregating around the greater area, like not making themselves visible yet, but there's something that is drawing the presence of these spirits that uh, with, reside within the Six Towers here tonight. And as you're kind of making that a tune roll, um, you can see the electroplasmic lights like around you in the area around the manor house, like dim a little bit. And there's like this spectral line of energy just wisps its way across and like all of the people that are around here are like oh and they're like they're very impressed with the uh with the appetizer so far um while owl is kind of engaging in that form of showmanship and mark you've already kind of set or not mark but peacock's already kind of gotten people around so that way owl has room to do her stuff and snipe has already gotten things out so that way she has all of her accoutrement that she needs. What is everyone else doing while Owl distracts? Snipe is going to be not crazy far away, like 10 feet away. He's dressed darkly, almost like a stagehand, meant to be, you know, so he can run in and grab stuff and move things and not be noticed. Um, so he's kind of kneeling down almost like a director just off camera kind of acting like he's giving her hints and tips if needed but other than that he's just kind of close by watching people gotcha gotcha not really dice roll worthy of anything there oh no not at all not a problem i am actually going to start a four segment clock and it is going to be Lady Dunville joins the party. And with that great effect attune roll, we're going to fill in three ticks. I assume we know what these cloaks are supposed to look like. Yes. Yeah, so y'all are aware of exactly kind of like the aesthetic of the dark of the shadow cloaks. They are, as the name suggests, like complete black um, and not it says fine shadow cloaks because they're really good at what they do not because they're fancy right and so a lot of these folks are dressed up in very fancy schmancy clothes and so when you see the shadow cloaks you'll know it's them Absolutely. so we don't see them yet also, no you I have, don't see them as of yet i also have one mm -hmm. and it looks like as of yet lady dundell has not engaged in the party goers as a whole um, she's going to be making like a large extravagant entrance, perhaps. And so she's kind of tucked away somewhere else in the manor for now before she makes her grand appearance. 
Um, but it sounds like the festivities are starting a little bit without her, so may, so she might be on the on the move. Okay, well, maybe I can do something dice roll worthy. When she finishes, and you said that like a thing streaked across the room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Snipe is gonna kind of stand up and clap me, be like, "Well done, well done," and kind of take Owl away from the group a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it takes a little out of her, and she needs to rest. Probably also because she, uh, I'm guessing this about Owl, where she doesn't like being the center of attention. Well, no, it's, you know, it's not that in particular. It's just, like, she's, she's like, more focusing on, on like, recognizing the ghost, and she's, like, kind of in the middle of something here, dude. <laughs> oh, well, maybe let me swing that in a different direction. With with the kind of applauding, yay, you done did good. Can I try to sway the crowd, get them kind of hyped up? Yeah, kind of like behave like a ringmaster, like step in uh-huh. as she's doing her thing. Like, wasn't that incredible, y'all? Yes. Yeah, 100%. It sounds like a sway. Um, If you ask me. It's definitely not desperate, because she did absolutely crush it. They are, you don't need to convince them very heavily that this was an excellent performance. Yeah, it may uh, not be a fantastic effect, but it's... I honestly, I'm having trouble making it risky. I think it would just be controlled. Yeah, because she rolled so good. Mm-hmm. Yay. I had help. <laughs> Come on, sway box. With, with the dark background on the table, it didn't even see the box pop up. <laughs> I just saw the purple buttons. Stand, standard effect? Yeah. No extra dice. Five. Uh, so we can do it. Try a different approach. Um, you can do it with a minor consequence or a minor complication. What's the difference? So minor consequences are, or consequences in general, are a little bit different from what complications are. Uh, consequence would be like ticking a clock. Um, anything like, well, and also you can resist consequences as part of your resistance accident, but, but since it's minor, you may not want to. Um, like maybe one of the ticks would like be, I'd start a clock as a minor consequence and put one tick in for getting the wrong kind of attention pulled mm-hmm. in towards you. Yeah, and that, uh, that may be. Maybe I'm just too loud in the wrong style for this kind of party. Yeah, all right. So that's what I'll do, is I will make a, another four-segment t- clock here. One tick on, like, how many how many ticks completes the clock? Four. Four. Okay, so that's like one quarter. Of and it's called, you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's well, it just means that you uh, got the wrong kind of attention too many times eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. making myself too visible. Yeah. It makes sense. We're not used to this yeah. type of party. Drawing the wrong kind of attention. I read um, I read Owl wrong and made an ass out of myself. <laughs> so you succeed. They they definitely they applaud. They're like the they're applauding the way that like rich people golf clap kind of situation where they there's not like oh, 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 yeah. oh. like oh and that's more my dear did you see the ectoplasmic dysfunction of the and they're just like kind of like 
laughing and, and clapping very appropriately and eating on the little aperitifs and everything like that as you're like getting the crowd hyped up. Um, did you want any other effect? Like I could, I don't know, I say, I think we're good right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Shep, while Snipe is getting the crowd bump pumped up for uh, Owl's performance, what are you doing? I imagine at this point he's um, he's keeping a really good eye out for the Shadow Cloaks because I mean mm-hmm. he was serving hors d'oeuvres and everything, but at this point um, people have kind of moved on and focused on that, and so he can kind of pull back to the background. And mm-hmm. just observe. It sounds to me like you're hunting. You're on the hunt for these these he, shadow cloaks. He is on the hunt for the shadow cloaks. That's yep. All right. Uh, if you want to go ahead and make a a risky hunt roll, and I'd say mm-hmm. that it's risky only because um, you're kind of dressed like waitstaff and Rich people have a tendency to get uppity when the help starts sniffing around. Fair. <laughs> valid, valid. Okay, so real quick, what what's mm-hmm. the big difference between desperate, risky, and controlled? Is it the amount of dice? So the severity of the consequence. Okay. So a controlled position, you are in a very, very good position, you're not likely to suffer a significant consequence at all. Uh, a risky position, you're going head-to-head. Like, you're acting under fire, you're taking a chance on something. Desperate is you are overreaching your capabilities. You are in serious trouble. Only if you, it's, it's only if you fail, basically. Right. If you roll anything but a six, there's a consequence for any of these, right? Okay, but so like a four or five, you're still going to get a You still succeed, and you get a be... consequence, yeah. Okay. Cool, so it'll be a risky s- standard? No. Yeah, risky standard, I'd say. And then if anyone wants to, like, help you while you're on your search, or if anyone wants to, like, flavor that, or if anyone, uh, or if you want to push yourself for, for too stressed to get an extra die. Um... And then, so so I have points in hunt. Do I get the extra die there, or it's going to affect or myth? You get two die for the two points you have in hunt. So it's already factored that? Factored that in. So I don't have to yeah. put that as a bonus die. Right. Got it. Um, it seems like they're all busy. <laughs> so I think I'll just roll, unless anybody... Those two are busy. What's, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's Peacock doing? Well, I mean, <clears throat> my thought for Peacock was that he was basically going to be uh, loudly asking around to try and uh, uh, make sure that a ruckus got up to bring down Lady Dunville. Yeah, mm. we're in a different. We're in different. You're in different worlds right now. It seems. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Snakes. Hey. Alrighty. So, Shep, you are navigating through this party, kind of like deftly moving around. You're still holding on to one of the trays and just being like, here you go. And like, as you're kind of looking around and in the immediate area, you see like Lady Dunville's 
entourage, individuals who aren't servants, like, moving about. And it doesn't seem like any of them are wearing the shadow cloak. Hmm. It seems like they are not attending this event with the shadow cloak in hand, which means it is likely almost definitely within the master bedrooms on suite, uh, no, the master bedrooms closet area. Got it. So basically I can tell a, it's not not here, here, right? We're going to have to, create a large enough distraction that I'm able to, or that someone is able to get into the master bedroom, get into the closet area, get the cloaks, and get out. Got it. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go and... And I'd say you can even tell that because you, like, go to the place where everyone else is putting their cloaks as, like, oh, let me get your cloak for you, sir. And then you, like, go to the closet room and no shadow cloaks are in there either. Mm. So so you, you know beyond really any doubt where they are. Okay, and I'm going to need to communicate this with somebody. So I'm thinking um, I'm going to go and offer our hors d'oeuvres to uh, probably to probably to Snipe right That's now. And just be like, would you like any hors d'oeuvres? And then I'm going to, like, whisper, like, it's not here. I'm going to go, we need to go check it out. I think it's in the master room. Mmm, shrimp. <laughs> my favorite. Mmm, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say that the hors d'oeuvres that they serve here are very fine. Um, the food of Dun- Duskwall is a little bit different than what we might expect here, but I'd say given that they are, these are like wealthy individuals, there's like mushroom bruschetta with like goat cheese placed over the top that's been like seared, and there's like, it, it's bougie, definitely. No goats were harmed in the, in the creation of this cheese. But, like, for the most part, like, a protein is secondary. Like, every once in a while, there'll be, like, little bits of eel uh, puree or, like, kind of like a foie gras equivalent on a cracker. Um, And, like, a lot of, like, mushrooms and eel and, like, um, low-light vegetation is what most people eat. And they just took it to the next level, which is how the wealthy do. Meanwhile, Peacock, it sounds to me like you were peacocking around. Yes, he's going to be very loudly kind of uh, talking it up like, I can't believe you get this kind of uh, a situation up here where all this good stuff and Lady Dunville's missing it all. (laughs) Sounds to me like you are consorting with the with the group seeing if you can uh get some information maybe find out why lady dunville isn't here in the moment maybe uh consort it sounds like consortant conspiry if you ask me um i'd say risky i'd say risky in the sense that you're potentially like making an ass out of yourself if you go about it the wrong way uh i've never done that and so yeah 
Uh, does I don't think really anyone's in a position to assist you at the moment. It seems like a lot of people are doing their own thing. Do you want to push yourself for an additional die? Uh, we still got a long ways to get out here. Let's let's not. All right. I feel like there will be plenty of opportunities to push later. And I'm assuming it's not any kind of fancy effect. Just standard, I think. Yeah. All right, and no bonus dice. Mm-hmm. Five, four. All right, so that is success, but with a caveat. Uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm. A complication occurs. You have reduced effect. You end up in a desperate position. I feel like maybe he accidentally, uh, as he's as he's trying to push his way around and and make noise, he runs into one of the, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, one of the Dunville kids. I think I think I know exactly how to play it. You are put in a desperate position here. You're talking about Lady Dun- Lady Dunville missing out on her own party, kind of situ- like talking with the group. And she's like, as you're saying it, she's like right <laughs> behind you. And she's like, pray tell, what have I been missing? And you're like, <laughs> and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tick the Lady Dunville joins the party. Well, you missed that. definitely putting my foot in my mouth. That tops it off. But um, it was successful, so I can sneak go sneak away it looks like lady dunville has come out of her quarters like as peacock was talking and has kind of made it her way she didn't like have a grand entrance but it's like one of those things where he's kind of happened to be saying this like right at the bottom of a staircase that she descended and so she's like well pray tell what am i missing here and it's like um and so yeah you can sneak your way to her her master bedroom in the moment peacock is in a desperate situation so um, i was gonna take the opportunity to also go in that direction since, right. he, since he told me that we needed to check that out hey that sounds like y'all could do a group prowl check if y'all want i mean ah. Just a couple guys prowling around. <laughs> hey, we're we're a couple guys. guys. Yeah, guys. I'd say risky. I I think you're still in a risky spot. There's not a lot other than than that that you're putting at risk here. Yeah. Uh, oh, and perfect. Okay, so we're gonna have Snipe lead the group prowl roll. Does anyone want to provide assistance to the other to give them a bonus die or push yourselves? I'm just waiting for them to think that they're doing like the Pink Panther and end up doing uh, Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's fine. It's just some old lady's house. And as she like throws the door open, it's just full of guards. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't I don't roll to help. It's a it's a group check. So I'm already gonna be rolling. Yeah. So you roll normally. There there's not a help check. It's just you take a stress to give the other person an additional die. Um, if you mess it up, I take extra stress. Right. That's and right. as part of the up, it messes you up. But he it takes mess extra. Oh, right. He doesn't take stress on a group. It's all me. It the person who leads the group action takes one point of stress 
for every individual who fails. Right. So, if so like, if you're fail, leading a group action of, like, six people and four of them fail, you take four stress. Right, but he doesn't take stress by being part of the group action. Right. Cool. You roll your thing, and I'll roll my thing, and we'll see what happens. Cool. Right. Um, Believe in yourselves. It's just a... It's risky, you said. Mm-hmm. Risky standard prowl. And zero bonus dice unless we roll. Yeah, zero bonus die unless one of y'all would like to take stress to give the other guy bonus, or you can take two stress to give yourself a bonus die. Oh, so... It makes Say that sense. again? Each I of you can assist the other for one stress, right? I'll so if you take one. a stress, Steve, you can give him plus one die. Okay. And if I he think... wants to push himself for two stress, he can give himself one die. And I would take a stress to boost you. Okay. You should take a stress to boost me, or else you risk taking two stress if I fail. We can assist each other like that? That's what he said. That's In weird, group actions, but okay. you can, as long as one person's helping the other, you can take the stress. So we would. So, so you'll get a bonus die. Are you gonna assist me? Yes. Okay. So right. I will take a bonus die. Risky perfect. standard. Perfect. Risky standard. Each of you get one bonus die and can tick off one stress. Surely okay. nothing can go wrong with this. <laughs> hey. There we go. Well, I succeeded. Although I added the stress for you, sorry. Shrev gives you one additional stress for for failing the risk. So it's Snipe and Shep. I think what we see is they like go up another set of stairs and they're like moving across the the hallway and and Shep like hits a curtain and the curtain like shakes and it makes like a loud clanging and like. Snipe just pulls both of you behind a large column as, like, a couple of people like look up, like, oh, what was that? And then get back to the festivities. Watch where you're walking, dumbass. Sorry about that. Not used to walk, walking in these shoes. You walking you mean, barefoot? You mean your regular shoes? Yeah. These <laughs> fancy shoes. Or, I guess she's not. <laughs> these fancy shoes that you have to wear as your, if you're a waiter. He's used to walking on the goat. I, I prefer boots. Why do they have heels? This is insane. <laughs> but they're really shiny. <laughs> Too shiny, in fact. Uh, you sneak your way through, make your way into the door to the master bedroom, and you're able to open it and enter into this, like, surprisingly not lavishly decorated master bedroom. Um, it's rather old beat up it looks like the mattress like hasn't been changed or like properly dusted in a really long time um there's like a layer of soot and dust on basically every surface in this bedroom you know this isn't lady Dar- lady dunville's only house but i think there there might be like a moment where you're like why is it in why would she leave her room like this nasty? Like it's not even like necessarily nasty. It just looks unkempt, especially for a, a noble woman. And I think as that kind of thought is percolating through your mind, let's transition back over to Peacock or not to Peacock. Let's transition back over to Owl. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
what is Owl doing now that she's Ooh. kind of got, gotten Ooh. the simmer? She's going to um, remember what kind of research she did before to make sure what kind of ghosts are on the premises of this house. All right, let's do a flashback. Let's do a study fortune roll. Let's see what kind of information you've pulled together while coming up is with it, a good. Is idea it like just this. a study, or what? What is it? Study, except the risk class is fortune instead of like oh, okay, risky or anything like that. It's just standard. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, I'd say like a couple of different things about the Dunvilles of this house. Um, the Six Towers home has not been the primary resident of the Dunvilles or any members of the Dunville family for, like, going on two decades now. Six mm-hmm. Towers is pretty run down. Their home here, like, everything in Duskwall is haunted. But there's, like, talk amongst the family, like, oh, yeah, the house here is definitely haunted. Um, there've been, like, maid servants and manservants that have like suddenly gone missing and their ghosts are like seen wandering the halls. There've been like talks of like young Dunville children that were raised in the house that like grow up deathly pale. Um, and I'd say that with your, your six in study here, um, you know that this house is definitely the scene of some, some grisly crimes that have been, covered up through the years by the Dunville family. <laughs> she she's she learns that and she's in the midst of this and she's like she's like I better be careful. <laughs> she's like do I want to bring this murder scene to light or like try and grab like a a handmaid somewhere. Uh and then she kind of like looks at the crowd and I'm like So there are, uh, I'm, I'm sensing a few spirits in the room, uh, of varying maliciousness, <laughs> like Ooh. looking around. Is is Lady Dunville down there? Lady Dunville is like standing two steps above Peacock, just kind of looming over him. She, to to say that she's almost dressed like a peacock, she's wearing like large purple gown with like a bunch of feathers in her hair that's like extravagantly going back. Uh she oh, has a like a little peacock. half half lidded golden mask over her <laughs> eyes. Um uh, and she is decked out in all of the finery that would be anticipated of someone of her stature. hmm Okay. So she's over there. She's not paying attention. So I'm like uh if anyone has possibly a frail constitution. You may want to step back a few paces. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and summon the nicer malicious one first. I don't know. It's nice really just like it, you know. In this Uncle business, Bob. you get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Do you want to? This sounds like potentially you're in the process of like commanding the crowd to behave in a certain way. 
Or no, do you I'm, want I'm to gonna, go straight into like this is this is, this is what you're doing? I'm gonna do my thing. Kind of like I mean, she she couldn't give a shit about the Lord of the Craft. <laughs> okay. So I'm just wondering. She's she's more like I don't wanna like summon a ghost that I mean ghosts are ghosts, whatever. But probably it would be prudent to maybe summon a ghost that doesn't badmouth the owner of this house. Hmm. Go ahead, roll. roll. That is definitely attuning to the ghost field to see what kind of spirit you're able to kind of pull into a more corporeal form. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. Um, Many ghosts are is, not very present mentally. Um, right. A lot of the times they'll like recite things that they did like in the their lives prior to their deaths like they don't have much in the way of like living memory that is not always true uh some ghosts are malicious and some ghosts retain their like knowledge from before they died um they're rare but they are dangerous so i'd say this is definitely risky okay with Got my spirit bottles in check i'm just gonna put them down right here <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the effect? Risky standard. Okay, and do I get any bonus die from the study or? I'd say not. Okay. Uh, this kind of more keeps you from being in a desperate situation. For this, for the, <laughs> it brought you down from a desperate stu- a tune roll down to a risky one. For the study. Okay. <laughs> that seems like a good. Enough. It seems fair. That seems fair. <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna roll double ones again. Believe in the dream. Yay! It was less than double ones. You're not Alex. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm. I would say that Al is pretty uh, even. Even Stevens right love now. Love that. All right. I know exactly the consequence that i want to (laughs) exist here so you do it you attune to the ghost field you you feel the like ghostly apparitions like coalescing (laughs) in front of you uh and as you're kind of like closing your eyes you're like okay it's the the, the proverbial like bass fishing challenge but for ghosts like she's just like whip it in. And as you kind of like <laughs> do your your over the top calling in the spirits, uh, there's like this shimmering light that glimmers onto like the wall in front of you, and like some people like ooh like spook out of the way, and you see a like pristine door constructed entirely out of like silver electroplasm that's just like she's like fuck. And you get the impression that you have summoned, or at least made known to the people around here, a ghost door. Which you can access via one of the items that you have on hand at all times, a ghost key. Oh, this is something. <laughs> she's she's something. just like looking behind her like, oh. And I'd say that is simultaneously the consequence and the success now, remind me what the ghost door does again. Ghost doors are pretty weird. 
there is a large variety of things that ghost doors can do. Um, ghost doors can kind of like, when opened, take you to another part of town entirely, right? <laughs> you step through the ghost door here in Six Towers and you walk into Charter Hall. Like a complete, like a university bathroom in Charter Hall. <laughs> it's some, it's some bureaucrat shit. We're <laughs> just, just like, like, oh, excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Like, there's those situations, and then there's also like literally stepping through a ghost door and almost walking into the past, where you see things as they were in their mortal corruptible forms many years ago, where it's just like scintillating existence placed over the real world right mm -hmm. so if you step through a door normally and you see a room that is absolutely in a state of disrepair and decay and then you op open the ghost door to that same room you see in real space that dust and decay and then kind of like shimmering over it the finery that it once existed in long ago mm -hmm. And some ghost doors lead to powerful spirits that dwell on the other side of the ghost door, waiting to be let in. So it's a veritable mystery box. It's a veritable cornucopia of potential. Uh, she's like looking at the door and looking at the crowd. And looking at the host of the party, and looking at the door again, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I want to see what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> while Owl is like, ooh, <laughs> let's shift over to Peacock. Peacock, Miss Dun, or not Miss Dunville, Lady Dunville is kind of standing over you. Uh, she is, you are in a desperate position. She's definitely not pleased by one of her guests or one of the guests of one of her guests talking about her in that manner, especially right in front of her in her own house. Um, I would definitely say that Owl's attunement role is capturing the eye of basically everyone else around, but Lady Dunville is, like, right on that. So, <clears throat> I wonder if it would be a case of him trying to think on his feet and and distract her with a compliment. Mm. Um, and I don't want to just continue to use consort. So my thought was <laughs> mm -hmm. that he would, use, he would use his study to pick up on some kind of detail of her clothing, since he's a clothing connoisseur mm -hmm. and like uh, a brand name swag call out what she's rocking in a hopes absolutely to, in a hopes to kind of recollect some positive let her know that you know that she's wearing Louboutins. yeah 100% i'd say a desperate study role with standard effect all right and i think he is going to push himself all right so that's two stress for an extra die one stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two stress for one extra die. Sorry, I heard it backwards. So we got desperate for standard effect. 
Mm hmm. Okay. And one bonus die. And don't do shit up. <laughs> hey, give yourself another experience point. In the realm of study. I was desperate. <laughs> so she is decked out head to toe in like finery to the point where it's almost difficult to find any one like brand that she is an ambassador for almost like, but I'd say that something that you can tell is important to her and that she's like keeping under careful guard is there is a small, she, she's wearing that like ha half eye mask of made entirely of gold. You see dangling from her hip is a fine spirit mask. Um, that looks like it was like very diligently and carefully carved. It looks ancient where it's like, even though like it's been kept in pristine care, there's like small cracks appearing along the side of it. Um, of everything that she's wearing right now, you can tell that she feels that that thing is the most valuable. Right. That's the centerpiece of her entire outfit. <laughs> and you can kind of see where that's like the spirit mask has had like, paint it, it almost looks like a white doll face like porcelain white with like red lipstick and like rouge and um almost like a, a porcelain doll's face that has like a small strap on on either side that goes t attaches to the head right mm -hmm. and so what what do you say that makes that kind of disarms her enough such that you find yourself in a better position again. Um, so I think it would be, it, he's not going to make it when he realizes what the, the key item is, he's not going to be very loud and braggadocious about it. I think it's going to be kind of like the, um, you know, the bow. And then as he's kind of letting her pass, then he would be making some kind of comment. Uh, it's a it's a pity to have such a jewel on your belt. It would complement the jewel that is your face so much greater than the one you're wearing. Uh, yeah, I'd say that she like kind of stops as she was like walking past you, uh, and he turns to uh, she. She like turns to you and kind of looks at your your mini cloaks and sub cloaks and kind of straightens like does that thing where you like adjust it and kind of straighten it out and like puts both of her hands on your chest. Thank you. Pack flex. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole chest up. Thank you. Gotta do the Terry Crews and just watch him bounce back and forth. Boom boom. boom. <laughs> It's not every day that the less braggadocious finery gets admired. I'll keep my eyes on you. And she, like, turns away and kind of, like, without saying goodbye, walks into the um, the crowd to kind of make polite conversation with people. As everyone else is like, holy shit, the door. <laughs> the door. Meanwhile. <laughs> uh, Look at that door! Look at door! Meanwhile, Steve, that's a cool Steve, fucking sorry, door. <laughs> Snipe and Shep, y'all are in the master bedroom. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like there Send is. Send your fan art too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all in the master bedroom? It's a little warm in here. <laughs> we're gonna do no. a flashback to the last time we were in a master bedroom. <laughs> um, oh my! It's. Uh, oh, the, <laughs> the master bedroom is rather worn down, not very particularly clean or like made fine. Um, you're not entirely certain why in the moment, but you do see that the master bedroom is like, or the master closet here attached to the bedroom is just right on the other side of the room. It doesn't appear like there's any locks, but it does seem closed. I'm going to bet she didn't use this for sleeping. It's just for getting ready in. Let's go check that closet. Right. Let's get out of here. This place is creeping me out. Get in the closet and get out. Something's up. We're going to check the closet for the more secret closet. Yeah. It's the only place I can think of. So I don't mean, open the door and step into the, the master closet itself. And it is like it is an entirely additional room right like big 15 feet by 15 feet the entire wall is covered in different coats and jackets and finery and boots and shoes and dresses and ball gowns and wedding but you see like as you get further into the closet it goes more from like today's fashion like even tomorrow's fashion really like that's kind of how ahead of the curve she is like mm-hmm. Tomorrow's fashion, today's fashion, last year's fashion, like a decades old gowns, hundred year old gowns. Like as you work your way further and further back into the into the area here and you do see at the far end of the closet, very neatly and compactly hung on those little coat hangers is the six fine shadow cloaks. Um, and then right beneath them, you do see, like, a combination of different, like, masks. How how knowledge of you all are, are you two of, of, like, spiritual things? Mm. Like, are, you, you don't seem like church people, and you don't seem like people who are particularly interested in the weird. But do y'all, like... In character, do you feel like you have any connection with anything like that? I've I've moved some very weird people before. Mm-hmm. So I have like a a basic understanding, but it's not like any sort of advanced. Mm-hmm. Kind of Maybe. similar. All right. Um in that case, each of you make it just a flat fortune roll with one dice. Where's that? So that will be oh, at the okay. bottom underneath your friends. There's a little button that says roll fortune, and you can just roll one dice. Watch all. Mm, roll fortune. Mm-hmm. Number of dice, one. One. Notes, nothing. Five and four. So y'all are kind of both in the same boat here of noticing that whatever it is that is underneath these cloaks is of a spiritual importance, but not necessarily knowing, like, 
who it's important to or what it's supposed to do. Uh, Instead, you just see like a box and on top of this box is like three distinct masks. One looks like it's of a child. One looks like it's of a woman and one that looks like it's of a man. And they're like wreathed in gold and the spikes on the back of it almost look like the rays of a sun. Uh, Those look valuable. Should we grab those too? I think that looks like a trap. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Um, we can leave them, but let's make note. That's definitely something odd. We're here for the cloaks. As much as I hate to not take valuable things. Um, trying, because there's not really a knowledge sort of thing mm-hmm. there's like kind of like there's no could, weird history role kind of thing there's not a history role but there is like kind of study that kind of would go into your your learning the, the thing i have no points in mm-hmm. or um, <laughs> and i was trying to think of a way to work it into a flashback and i don't have that either um <laughs> what i was trying to think is there's also a um a playbook thing I was going to take later, which has to do with more of this um, spirit thing was, I feel like snipe worked with someone once who was more spirit oriented. So he has a little bit of insight into it, but he's Mm -hmm. not necessarily someone to attune to that sort of stuff. If we do, if we do a back, uh, I can't think of the word, but like background thing. Mm -hmm. Flashback. A flashback. Are you able to help us with those, or we need to kind of have all the information? Oh, I'm more than happy to walk, talk you through it 100%. Okay, because I'm imagining, like, I'm imagining that I'm, like, learning to start moving people and moving things, you know, learning to smuggle mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my family members, like my mentor, mm-hmm. um, just kind of mentions, by the way, if you ever get a gig to move one of these masks it doesn't like describe them but just kind of in passing mm-hmm. um either says like don't do it or um make sure it's worth the money or something like that yeah make make a consort role i think it, it sounds like you're like reaching back into your history and you're like Someone's told me something about things that are like this before. It was a f- person that I knew. And so we're kind of like reaching back. Let's roll a consort. Get get yourself an extra die. Uh, since you are using, like leaning in on your contacts, people that you know, people that you're friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, and I guess I should make a mentor. Let me just think. He's probably like... Uh, um, I think you might be talking to Celine. Yeah, sure. So, like, Celine is one of your your. It's a friend. Um, she is a sentinel. She's literally a bodyguard, and she yeah. deals with the weird constantly. You have no idea how many people, ta- how many times someone summons a ghost specifically to try to kill someone that's under her charge. Like, <laughs> and so she's like, "Hey, if you come across like this kind of thing," and so you're kind of like, "Go ahead and make that consort roll. Get yourself that extra die." And it, it's definitely control there's no there's no risk here to think back on this history that you have 
consort controlled standard. Mm-hmm. Plus one bonus die. One bonus die. Four. So I think that she's like mentioned something similar to this about like, hey, if something seems too good to be true whenever you're in a job, it's because it is. Like, it, the this is definitely something arcane and strange, and while you don't necessarily know what triggers it or, you know, what it does, the fact that you don't know what it is and what it does is exactly why it should be avoided. Yeah. So basically uh, what he said without having a flashback. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's one of those things where she probably didn't mention like the specifics of like, if you see a baby mask, you got to make sure. If it seems too good to be true, that's yeah. because it is. <laughs> Keep to the mission. Mission, mm-hmm. mission. You'll kind of step into the back of the the closet, surrounded by all this like finery of clothing. From at this point, some of it has to be ancient, and you just kind of reach out and take the six okay. things, Probably the six grab them all together, and pull them off the the hanger. Perfect. Uh, as the door to the closet slams closed behind you, and all the lights turn off, let's transition back over to. Ow. The screen goes dark and the door slams and you just hear Fuck. Damn it. Now I got I got a gif exactly what I want for when I open the door. Oh, so you've decided you're opening the door. Uh yeah, I mean she's she's really curious. She's like <laughs> she's like I've heard about ghost doors, but I've never gotten to open one before. <laughs> I know I shouldn't, but I mean <laughs> It's not like I'm at my own place at my and my house will get wrecked. <laughs> I'm at this nice party and no one knows who I am. <laughs> if there's ever a better time, <laughs> it'd be this just walking through the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So you step forward, you like kind of brandish the ghost key and you kind of like Well, first I do, I do a little speech, like a little 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 flourish and then I say well, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> what we have here is a ghost door. Raise your hand if you know what that is. <laughs> you see, uh, like, a couple of hands, like, go up as, like, some of the more experienced individuals in the arcane, like, raise their hand. Uh, and then you notice a set of a hand go up. That's in that is now in between you and the ghost door, and you see uh, yeah, other than, it's my boy. <laughs> it's your it's your boy. It's your rival, Flint, the spirit trafficker, standing oh. between you and the ghost door, and he goes, "You absolutely should not go anywhere near this fucking thing." She she like notices. None of Flint. you should be anywhere near this fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> she notices Flint. She's like, "Oh, hey, Flint. I didn't know you were also invited to the party. How have you been?" Anyway, <laughs> how's the water? No, <laughs> he's, he's like he points to the door and he goes, "Absolutely not. I'm shutting that down. One hundred percent. This is not happening." 
Flint, you're ruining the show. <laughs> and I have this key. Like, the the key goes in the door. I don't understand what this is so difficult for you to understand. Some people are like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, I, I know you, you hired me here to be your spiritual protector for your evening of revelry. And in this moment, I feel like it would be irresponsible of me as beholden to my patron to allow this to continue in any fashion. That sucks. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's really lame of you, Felix. I mean, come on, Felix, with you and me, like we could open the store, quick look, Felix have a little laugh. Not my name. <laughs> Like, come on. I mean, this is supposed to be, you know, a night of fun, spooky revelations. <laughs> just you like, know what's behind that door? No, that's the fun of it. It's no, a veritable no. mystery box. <laughs> the opposite of the fun of it. <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what is so fun about today is dealing with the no. We are absolutely not engaging in the unknown here. The utterly unknown, might I add, this is not in any of the pamphlets that was on this house. He's, like, looking over to Lady Dunville as he's saying this. She's like, well, the thing about unknown is that you know what's behind it when you open it. You know uh, I'm right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. I, Flint is not one to bed especially when he he's like i'm not gonna let a two-bit whisper kill everyone in this house <laughs> like um but let's see if he's gonna cave to like the pressure of the crowd and to lady dunville Ooh. <laughs> like, um <laughs> how do you want to go about getting them on your side to let you open this door She'll start a chant. <laughs> Let me open the door. Let no, me she's open like, the door. Uh, hang on. What's what's a good chant? It has to be three syllables. Syllables. Um. Ghost door now. Ghost door. Ghost door now. now. Ghost door now. <laughs> Mate, this. It seems like you're trying to domineer the crowd with your charisma. It sounds like a command. <laughs> Do you want to try to command the crowd here? A little bit. <laughs> Let's hear it. Alright. <laughs> um, so, since I'm present in this area, can I help? Absolutely. <laughs> Yay! Thanks, bud. <laughs> How does Peacock help? Does he get, does he, like, start the chant and then, like... I, I feel like he immediately uh, starts, like, shit-talking her rival. Like, uh, I feel like you just don't have the chops to do it and you hate the idea that someone else does have it. <laughs> ah, making him feel small. <laughs> respect, respect. We're going to make get... this Felix guy the new little Felix. It's not his name. It's let's, his let's... not Felix. <laughs> oh, Felix, sorry, Flint. His name is Felix now. No. Make a risky command roll with an extra die. Yay! <laughs> Definitely risky. All right, and I'm taking just one stress for it. Yes, just the one stress. That says. What's the stand? What's the effect? Standard. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. 
Woo! So you succeed. You cajole the crowd enough that uh, basically Lady Dunville is tells him to back down. So she's the owner of the house. He's here at her request. Uh, she's like, come, come, Flint. It's what the people want. <laughs> and so he does agree to step away. But there's a complication. You suffer harm. I, don't know. I think we punked him. You, so, <laughs> you definitely punked him. I think you're in a I'm going to put you in a desperate position when you're opening this ghost store. And he's specifically because Flint is like off in the corner saving. Just absolutely see like like you can like feel the ripple in the ghost field of him just like malice just dripping out of the corners of the room. Uh, but he steps away. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so you're in a desperate position as this man seeds in the corner. You kind of step forward. You take your ghost key out. You gingerly put it in the log, shaking with anticipation. And you hear the ghost door click into place. Uh, this is definitely something that you'll need to attune to to see what happens. Okay. Yes, um, yes, attune. I'm going to push myself because i i only have two stress so far so i think mm -hmm. it's a good bet if i just push myself a little bit respect respect all right so you're in a desperate position your effect is standard um and you get one bonus die okay here we go boys this is where it all goes wrong all right here we go here we go i knew it i knew it <laughs> One, Please. one, two. Oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> get yourself. You've earned that experience tick. You get that experience tick out 100%. For your double sparking, you summon a duck. Oh, and it was a desperate. It's bad. a desperate. So that is be bad. Um. <laughs> Flint is like, I knew it. I know the Avery is actually hyped that she's got this desperate fail. She's not even mad. <laughs> Cause, okay. Because it's a because it's a mystery door that anything can happen in. She wants so. a Cthulian spaghetti monster to come crawling <laughs> out of it on tentacles made of eyeballs. And Respect. what's best is that it's probably gonna kill a bunch of rich people. So it's like, win-win. <laughs> Free stuff. All right. So desperate one to three. It is the worst outcome. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You lose this opportunity for action. I'm going to say... I would, can, I, can I put my vote in? By all means. Um, can I put my vote into severe harm? Severe harm. No, I have something better. Okay. <laughs> Amputation. <laughs> what were the options again? Severe harm, serious complication occurs, you lose this opportunity for action. 
with this desperate failure, it is a two-parter. There is a serious complication, or really there's like a set of serious complications and consequences. I am going to full tick drawing the wrong kind of attention to all four ticks. The clock has now completed. You have drawn the wrong kind of attention. And as a... The, the, you can resist each of these individually, by the way. You can resist ticking all the clocks for the wrong type of attention. And as a second parter, as you feel the dose door click, you see the like ectoplasm of the door like disappeared and all of this like spiritual ectoplasm just like rushes into your hand and you just see uh <laughs> owl like her eyes glow white as her like <clears throat> as she becomes possessed. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I don't feel so bad being trapped in the closet. She gets possessed by a very very powerful spirit. And so you can resist either of those those are definitely both resolve roles okay. to resist um and okay so if someone who's planning on resisting <laughs> oh nice to meet you i'm out <laughs> <laughs> uh do you want to resist either of those complications the possession i would like to resist okay so we fill up the wrong kind of attention and make a resolve roll which is literally just clicking the resolve button I know it's like short term thinking, but maybe it is actually secretly long term where I'm preventing a possible bloodbath happening. But it's okay. All right, it's a resolve roll. Mm-hmm. How do how do resolve rolls work? You can how just do? click the resolve button. And no bonus die? No bonus die for this defense roll. Should I roll another push myself? You, the consequences for the resistance are stress. So taking too stress to potentially reduce the amount of stress you take isn't mathematically the best. Oh, way. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, boop. Woo! Could have used six. Could have no used stress. that six before, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. No stress. All right. So, owl, <laughs> not owl. Yes. yes, owl. Okay, I keep on getting I, owl and peacock mixed up. Well, we're both birds. <laughs> peacock. And we're both cool. <laughs> you see owl like as she clicks the ghost door open, like her feet literally levitate off the ground in that instant. Oh wait. I bet. I bet this is getting a real kick out of the crowd. The crowd's like, ooh! Ah, running for their lives. Oh, my stars! Well, nothing bad has happened yet. Well, they don't know what they don't know yet. it's bad yet, so... That's okay, whatever. What I'm gonna do is... If Flint, if Flint is a really good that. protector, he'd probably be evacuating everyone right now. Yeah, but she told him to stand down, so... You know. Is Flint, like, your friend, or...? or no, he's my he's rival. He, yeah, he's, he's my rival. Um, oh. I, uh... What made me piss him off was he was, like, showing me how to use tools. And then I saw all these jars, and I was like, hey, those jars are whispering. I can't really hear them. And then (laughs) I just opened all his ghost jars. And he's like, what the fuck? So he, he hates me and wants to 
stop me, but like for the protection of others, because he thinks I'm so inept that I will be a so danger. He, he's actually a good guy. And yeah, based he's on your one and guy. one and two, he's not wrong. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not like he's not like a revenge nut that's like you slept with my daughter you fuck i'm gonna kill you no he's like no he's like he's like a rival in the professional sense you know how you piss someone off at work and like anyone in that industry is like asking that person how you did and then that person like screws you it's like that screws me out of jobs for good reason but I've never seen a ghost store before. You this is not my CD. house. I mean, the, if there's a day I don't want a ghost store, it's now. Bright daylight, and you scratched his CD. <laughs> you picked it up in broad daylight, and you scratched it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So you see owls like back bend at like a ninety degree angle as your body is lifted off the ground physically. There's like ectoplasmic lightning like like erupting from her fingers like this way or like like this way very like bent back like you know how you can bend forward 90 degrees pretty easily the back oh god oh no (laughs) (laughs) the not great way um so like (laughs) more stranger things but I I did do some resistance you did. You so, you did. Uh, if that okay, counts that... for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Owl like physically is like ripped up from the ground. Like lightning erupts from her fingertips and like from her eyes as like light billows from her, and then Owl collapses to the ground as a like fully non-transparent ghost. Uh, with like all of the features of a Lord Dunville is like standing in the middle of the room. Like all of the sconces go almost like entirely dark. And let's transition back over to uh, to the closet. The now safe. we're gonna come out of the closet. Nice closet. <laughs> we're gonna try to come out of the closet. <laughs> Do your best. It's true, it's so risky these days. During Pride Month, um, y'all are in this closet. You've kind of pulled the the jackets off of the uh, off the back, and the door slams closed. Y'all are in complete darkness, and you just kind of hear like the creaking sounds of metal. As all of a sudden, there's just a singular lantern lit in the room. And the lantern like casts a light in the area around it, and you see that the clothes aren't there anymore. Like the floor is still the same, but the amount of light that this lantern should be casting should have it reach the walls. And instead it just goes out into more darkness. And then one a little bit further away appears, and one a little bit further away appears as, like, the pathway back to the door, which is seems to be the only thing that's illuminated in this entire room anymore besides the spectral light of the lanterns. You see the golden face mask kind of, like, push forward directly underneath the lantern and stand up with a variety of, like, heights 
as little candles from the lanterns like begin to ooze wax onto the surface of the masks. And there's like hunched forms in cloaks of like finery of many, many years gone past hunched over in between you and the door out of I was going to say I didn't really want to retcon and use my ability, but now I kind of want to retcon and use my ability. <laughs> By all means, retcon and use your ability. You can always say, hold up. No, no. Hold up. Wait a minute. Well, it was holding up like 10 minutes ago, so I'll skip that part. <laughs> and we'll do something hopefully cooler. All right. Um, I was going to use a shit ton of equipment for my loadout, but I don't have to. Because it's right. lit up in here a bit, so I don't need my goggles, my dark sight goggles. Mm-hmm. And that the things are between us and the door. Right, there are three distinct masks with three lanterns over the top of their heads, and they are between you and the way out. How far is the way out? You only step like 15 feet. It looks like it's at least three times that far now. Okay, he's going to pull out his spirit bang charm. In italics, so it doesn't count. Doesn't count as any load, yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Save! He's going to pull out his demolition tools, which count for two. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that is a sledgehammer. I mm-hmm. assume it's probably a smaller version. He's got kind of a, like, a little sling pack on him, so he's going to pull that out and mm-hmm. make a break for the door and attempt to wreck it from the inside. All right. Attempt to wreck it from within. Um... As part of being in these creatures' presence, I need Snipe and Shep both to add two stress. Automatic. Yeah. Uh, Snipe, what role do you think it would be to kind of rush the door and slam it with a sledgehammer? It sounds like it'd be a wreck roll. That's my thought. Yeah. Or even perhaps a, a tinker if you were doing it a little bit more uh, pristinely. But I'd say definitely a wreck. I think he used the word wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it was a capital W. Um, I have no points in either, so mm-hmm. it wreck seems more appropriate. I would definitely say it is desperate with great effect um, in the moment. Short of giving me that last two stress that I wasn't expecting, I was going to push myself, which will probably go poorly in the Are after I... effects. It's kind of like play defense for, for Snipe and give him a, a an extra die. And I take one stress to do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense to me. He's All right. Desperate. For what? Great? Great. With one extra die. Mm-hmm. Do I want to push myself? You change one die to two. I think I have to, but then I'm really screwed at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Stress is adding up. Uh-huh. Let's go. Four, okay. two. Okay. All right. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. I'd say in the moment, severe harm makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Um, so as you're kind of like rushing forward, you take I hit ship the, with the hammer. 
<laughs> Boom. Uh, you take the <laughs> sledgehammer in both hands and you're rushing towards the door and like kind of irregardless of your own personal well-being, uh, these creatures like reach out and like rake against you. Um, but you don't feel like physical impacts with your flesh itself. It feels like they're tearing away at like your will almost or like at like something gets ripped away from you as you're rushing forwards. Um, you take level three harm. Holy shit. As a consequence. Oh, yes. Man. Level three harm is the highest form of harm. Oh, um, is that great. You can you now have chronic use, depression. <laughs> you can resist this using prowess. Uh, since you're kind of going to be dodging out of the way of it, potentially um, to bring it down a level or two. Uh, or you can also expend an armor to bring it down a level or two. That's, uh, I was just looking at that to make sure it applied to this. I'll use my special armor to resist mm -hmm. the consequence of that. You may expend your special armor to resist a consequence from detection or security measures or to push yourself for a feat of athletics or stealth. I feel this like this is, might be a security measure. Definitely a security measure, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want uh, the level three harm. All right, so you expend your special armor, resist the consequence from security harm. Um, so you resist it automatically. So instead of taking level three harm, need help, it'll go down to level one harm. So instead of having like being soul drained um, in harm level one, put the words um, sapped strength. Where, where is harm on the sheet? It's right under stress. Mm hmm. So there's three levels of harm. There's level one harm, oh, level two harm, and level three harm. Mm -hmm. And so since he's taken level one harm, all of his die rolls will have reduced effect. Jeez. So instead of being standard, it'll be less effect. And then when you take level two harm, you take minus one die. So if you reg regularly get two die, you get one. And three harm, you need help to do anything? Three harm, you can't perform any actions without pushing yourself. So you have to take at least two stress in order to perform actions. Huh. Or someone has to do the action for you, basically. Jeez. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it would have been really bad for Snipe to take all of that harm. Uh, so Snipe rushes forward, nimbly dodges. Like You feel like your armor that you have, it pings off of it, but you still feel a little bit lost. And you go, boom, and you see the door like buckles under the weight of your hammer and like the hinges creak off it needs a little bit more doing to get the door open uh shep while snipe does that what do you want so anyways i started blasting <laughs> 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 and i'm gonna take my fine pair of pistols mm -hmm. and electroplasmic ammunition Ooh. And start blasting. Uh, specifically, I'm going to start with the one that actually raked him. Gotcha, gotcha. I believe as a consequence of you being a sharpshooter. Oh, wait, do you have sharpshooter? I thought so. I do yes. have sharpshooter. If you push yourself, so if you take that two strikes to give yourself that extra die, uh, you can... Unleash a barrage of rapid fire. So basically, like, fire at all three of your opponents if you take those two stresses. Uh, two stress, though? Mm -hmm. And it is a hunt. 
And you're definitely in a desperate position. Yeah. If I take too stress, I might be in trouble. But you I mean, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> and with electroplasmic ammunition, you actually um, get bonuses towards oh, yeah, ghost uh, ammunition. the ghosts. Ghost ammunition. So instead of uh, limited effect, your effect is great. Cool. Um, and it's a hunt. Hunt. And it's a desperate. Mm-hmm. And it's a great, not extreme, great. Uh, great, yes. And bonus die is one. One. Cool. Okay. One, three, four. Uh, get yourself a tick in the inside XP. Uh, oh, I have one of those. oh yeah, insight. It's, and, it's insight. Okay. And uh, you know, snipe. You got one in, in prowess. Uh, all right. So with a one, three, or four consequences of desperation, you do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. Uh, desperate. I'd say severe harm. You kind of pull out the guns and begin like, da, 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 and the electroplastic bullets are like riddling through like the hunched forms of these creatures, and they reach out and begin to like tear at you. Uh, you can expend armor to potentially resist that, but I don't think you have enough load to use armor. Is my ammunition? I believe the electroplasmic ammunition is not an italic, so it does take a load. So yeah, you would need to resist to not take level three harm. He took um, a normal load, and he, he has he's used anything. His oh, fine pair of pistols and his electroplasmic ammunition. Uh, uh. And if I resist and I roll bad, I'm out, basically. You could potentially take enough stress to trauma out. Yep. Um, and I'm going to take level three stress? A level three harm. Or level three harm? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm basically out regardless then, unless I roll six. Believe in the dream. You get two dice. Woohoo! Please great. Okay. All right. Believe in the dream. What is it? Resist. Uh, mm-hmm. What do I press? Click the prowess button. Okay. Bonus dice. Uh, none. You take one tick of stress <laughs> that maxes out your stress at nine. Um, I'm playing stress a little bit differently than how it's like normal. If you take one more point of stress, that is enough to trauma out. Once you hit ten plus, you trauma. But because you took only one stress, you are not yet in trauma range. It seems like sniper. Are you going to continue your your efforts and begin like continue slamming away at the door with the tools? He's going to step back to take another swing at it. Okay. I think what it is with and Shep then, providing you with all of the covering fire, and, you're no and longer. And then in Shep position. does a thing. Ah, okay. Just in time, D'Artagnan. Kicks the door open to see where <laughs> to save you. He can sense I... my stress. He's my emotional support goat. That was just calling bullshit on you. I... Yeah, no, right. 
Love it. Make a risky finesse roll for D'Artagnan. Risky finesse roll for D'Artagnan. Okay. No, like make it for your make it as if you're rolling it. Okay. Standard? Mm-hmm. Bonus dice zero. Let's go. Snipe is has the uh like the sledgehammer. He's like lifting it up. Shep has his um like ghost ammunition firing down the hall as he's like running past, ducking under it, like ta 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 ta. And as the funny thing is you have reduced effect because of the level one harm. Um even with that reduced effect, D'Artagnan, you just see little goat legs kick the door open it swings on its hinges it fills the area with natural light and as that kind of natural light fills in the closet returns to its like what it was before whenever y'all open the door initially with just those three masks sitting there unmoved unadorned on the end of that table and y'all have the six cloaks in your hand as y'all make your way out of the uh of the living quarters of miss dunville um, there is enough of a distraction, thanks Owl and <laughs> Peacock, happening outside that y'all can cheese it out of this manner without question. Like, there's no way anyone's going to be like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> like, they have way other more important things on their minds at the moment. Yeah, we're so, going to be. With the... <laughs> so if Snipe and Shep want to book it, they're more than welcome to do so. We're going to escape with the kitchen staff. <laughs> like, cloaks like bundled up under my arm or stuffed into my pack. I'm not sure how bulky they are, but mm-hmm. out They're of like the full cloak. So it looks like you just grabbed a bunch of your master's jackets and like entourage's jackets. Were like a servant's got to do what a servant's got to do. If I grab a pillowcase on the way out. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cheese it with the uh, kitchen staff. Alrighty. Owl and Peacock, y'all are in a very dangerous situation. There is a, you can tell just by virtue of the fact that he was able to possess you so easily, Owl, that there is a very, very powerful, cognizant ghost in this room right now with its eyes and uh, anger pointed at you. Would would Peacock have any understanding of how the possession stuff works? I think everyone has like a general understanding of how possession works in Duskwall. Okay. And so this spirit is very obviously focused in on Owl. Right. It seems like Owl in some way summoned this creature and it's like, I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to go back to my ghost shit. But it didn't. But it hasn't yet. <laughs> All right, because I got I got two lines of thought here. The first one, which is probably the riskier of the two, is to grab random passerby and chuck them at the spirit <laughs> to force possession into a weakling. Oh no, that might be worse. <laughs> okay. Flint. <laughs> Flint <laughs> like, is like literally in the corner, like, the I up, like fucking I called helped. it. <laughs> Flint's just like in the corner, looks like I fucking called it. Like, like 
But yeah, if you want to like grab a random passerby and like throw him into like the area of the ghost, and well, like, that was I, that's a thought. The other thought that's probably a lot more constructive is just for him to start trying to uh, push everyone out the door. Gotcha. You know, corral <laughs> the folks for an evacuation, How which is not nearly as much fun. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh, yeah. What kind of role do you think that is, uh, Peacock? For which part? Which one? Which one are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> the thought, the thought that I had, which is probably the closest thing to a thought that Peacock would have, is, well. The spirit can only possess one person at a time. Mm-hmm. If I throw this person at them, then that's who they've possessed. Mm-hmm. And then we can leave. Because he doesn't know Owl enough to know that her dumbass is going to stick around wanting to play patty cake with him. The, the real question is, how big of an asshole was Peacock? Mm-hmm. Not significant. <laughs> it, go with sounds like, it sounds like you're going to skirmish a random noble passerby. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'll say we'll make it desperate. You're in a desperate position, definitely. Uh, and it's like a two-parter on the desperate. Like, how bad your role might impact the ranking of the person you're throwing into the into the ghost. <laughs> So I, I definitely think it sounds like a, a desperate skirmish roll. I've never rolled a skirmish yet. It's something you're good at. <laughs> Brawling and beating someone up and throwing them into the path of an angry ghost. <laughs> All right, so the standard an inch. <laughs> Is it uh, standard effect or limited? I'd say standard effect in the moment. Okay. You know, Peacock, I appreciate the hustle. What did you to do? Which one? He's throwing him in the direction of the... <laughs> He's throwing somebody into the ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and push myself to get bonus. <laughs> and you know mm-hmm. what, Peacock? You can do both. All right. Let's see it. Oh! One, four, six. Get that experience point in prowess. You've earned it, my guy. Okay, so I'd say it's not low enough that you grab like a servant, right? Like you haven't grabbed some like low born, like nobody knows who this is. You've definitely grabbed a somebody, but hopefully it's like a cousin of a cousin of a <laughs> of a minor house that you grab him like by the leg of the arm, and he's like, "Unhand me, peasant!" As <laughs> he gets launched into the air. Like head over ass straight Will into the sing. like <laughs> just straight into the like physical form of the ghost. Cool. And the ghost like literally almost like phases around him as this guy begins like floating up in the air and like arcing lightning. There's no way he resists this. Like there's no <laughs> he's not prepared. He's not particularly attuned to anything. It's just like <laughs> Is he just like his body gets like jerking in odd directions? <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, that's a potential opportunity. You can attempt to, you know, perhaps get rid of this ghost, or you can book it. Uncorking the spirit bottle, baby. <laughs> Unhooking the lightning hook. Um. So she's. So I rec. Do I recognize this particular ghost? 
I say you are able to tell that this is a lord of the Dunville house of old. Not necessarily like pre-cataclysmic event, but definitely this person is hundreds of years old and a old head of the Dunville house. Uh-huh. That is both one still cognizant of his surroundings and two very powerful, which has long-reaching implications for the Dunville family, right? Like, the fact that his body was not destroyed and his soul turned to ash is bad for the family name. That means I have to capture it. Mm-hmm. The only ex, the only way. Like her running away doesn't even doesn't even like cross her mind. She's like, she looks to like Flint to see mm-hmm. if he's gonna be a chicken. <laughs> Flint's like not a chicken. Like he's already whipping out his lightning gun. I'm like motherfuckers, don't listen to me. I'm gonna help. By him all out. means. <laughs> I'm going to help him out and I'm going to get the bottles ready and be like, how big do you think this is going to be Flint? Like one, two bottles worth. Don't talk <laughs> to me. <laughs> uh, he grabs the spirit mask that's on your hip and like slams it into your face. <laughs> As he puts on his own, like his is almost like a, uh, like a, a devil mask. Like the kind that we would see in um, like, Japanese iconography where it's like a big red head with like giant horns on it. Oh, like an Oni mask? Yeah, like an Oni mask. Oh, okay. Uh, With like large exaggerated teeth and as he like puts it on, he like whips out his lightning hook and it like sparks to life and he's like, alright, you're the last person I want to be doing this with, but god damn it. Um, Make a a tune roll owl to see how you and flint go about um manhandling this powerful ghost that's currently possessing some poor noble all right and a tune roll but he's helping me uh Yes, make a desperate attune roll. I'll give you an extra dice that your rival is helping you in spite of everything, in spite of every fiber of his being. Because he to, knows what's important and what's telling important him to right kick now. you directly into the path of this fucking ghost. <laughs> hey, I'm no, I'm no bitch. I'll, I'll own up to my mistakes <laughs> later. Once I make one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta like. You can't own up to your mistakes if you don't make one. Like that's that's just mm-hmm. common sense. Make okay. good for once. Um, what's the effect? Desperate attune. You're at great effect because you're using a combination of like your fine spirit mass, lightning hooks, uh, spirit bottles. Like you are basically emptying Decked out your 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 entire set. Now I also want to push myself. Two stress. So two additional die, two total bonus die is what you have. Don't one, one, two, okay. Four, two, five, one. It's a five, so it's, it's not five. the worst. It's not the worst. It's literally not the worst. Yeah. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer severe harm. A serious complication occurs. You have reduced effect. I'd say severe harm is not 
out of the question at all. Um, Fair enough. (laughs) You and Flint, like, kind of rush it. He's able to get, like, his lightning hook over the neck of this, like, nobleman and, like, sparks them of the electricity. (laughs) And you see, like, an after image of the ghost around this noble, like, as the electricity courses. And the spirit, like, reaches out and holds out a hand and, like, lightning accumulates in his fingertips. And the lightning arcs hits Flint like square in can the I, middle of his chest. Can I make can I make a uh, a a thing before you before you continue? What would you like to make a thing? Can I push Flint out of the way? Well, the thing is, is that the lightning arcs into him. I know, and I know, but chain like... lightnings into you and like seven other guests. Uh, okay, well, I tried. <laughs> but you can make a resolve roll. A resolve resistance roll to reduce the severity of the harm that you're taking. Okay. Ew. So you take three stress that maxes out your stress without going over. And instead of taking level three harm, you take level one harm. Um, So instead of being raw electrocuted, uh, you are uh, shocked as level one harm. Yes, just welcome to the club. Perfect, perfect. He so... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna need to go through my face this week, boys. <laughs> oh, mama. Yeah, Flint like oh, no. coughs up, like the, his hair is like standing on end. There's like ozone crackling around him as he like throws off the like armor that he was wearing that is now like melted to a portion of his chest. <laughs> He's like motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, I love him. <laughs> I want him to be around forever. Uh, and uh, Flint is going to turn back around and go in for basically like round two. Um, There's two. a round two? There is. There has to be a round two. You have gotten him most of the way oh, uh, handled. He's like Definitely reaches back, grabs back into the, <laughs> grabs back into his lightning hook. Uh, and you can choose to abandon Flint, and Flint can try to take care of it himself, or you can continue to help. No, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> well, mama ain't raised no bitch. Well, mama don't raise nobody. My mama was absent. <laughs> is this ghost saying anything, by the way? Just, you know, like... This terms. ghost is, like, it's howling as, like, the electricity is coursing through its vein, and, like old expletives like talk calling you all of a lower class beneath him you you draw me from my resting place and like like just like shouting down at everyone here like you dare look upon me like you're my equal the peasants are me the peasants How the peasants you? are revolting well grimsby we all know this <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's another oh. tune roll. I can't push myself anymore. I'm probably going to have a trauma, guys, but that's okay. You do get an extra die from Flint continuing to assist you here. Is it gone from desperate, still desperate? Still desperate. You're still in a hugely desperate position. Great effect? Great effect. Okay. You still have the benefit that uh, Peacock was able to instill, and you have Flint's assistance. Yes! Two, three, Ooh, six. Yeah. So Ooh, since you yeah. took two desperate tune rolls, you do get two experience points for it. Let's go. So I, so you're you're pretty up there on a tune. You see, uh, Flint is able to kind of push him down onto the ground and keep him pinned, 
with like one of his knees as he's like attempting to once again like arc lightning like lightning is emanating from him and there's like a tempest forming in the middle of the ballroom um (laughs) and he's like the bottle the bottle (laughs) as he's like holding him down and you're able to grab the bottle uncork it and kind of put it right at his lips as it just kind of like as like it kind of self pours into the spirit bottle and you're able to cork it shut (sighs) everyone who's still in the ballroom is like yeah Yeah! (laughs) let's fucking go (laughs) no more no more golf clap (laughs) no more golf clapping Thank you. We'll be here all week. So, Owl, you have an opportunity while Flint is extricating himself to f- book it. Like, as does Peacock. Um, you you know will, for a fact first. that Flint is going to try to take that spirit from you if given the opportunity to do so. Right, 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 right. First, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And say, uh, actually, no, she doesn't put it on the ground first. Um, where, how far is the the lady of the house? Uh, Lady Dunville is still at the like main stairwell. She she was observing all of this completely impassively, and you see that she's replaced the golden mask that she had on her eyes with the fine mask that Steve had noticed, uh, that Peacock had noticed earlier. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of like uh, scamper over to her, <laughs> like like still a little fried, like for you, lady. <laughs> she kind of reaches in, takes the spirit bottle from your hand, and kind of places it in her own, and goes, "Thank you. It seems for the moment I'm in your debt." I do not like being in the debt of people for very long, so I'll find a way to make it worth your while. Cool. <laughs> and, she, and then she just, she's like, uh, uh, could you maybe see if he's okay? <laughs> Flint is like extricating himself from the guy and he's like, no, 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 we're not keeping that. And like, as he's like walking over to her, like, no fucking way are we keeping this. And it's then I'll just kind of. into the obliteration site. Like, then she'll just, just kind of like. Pedal out of the room. <laughs> Walk out of here. Bye, Flint. <laughs> All right. And I think that's a good spot to end the session. You succeeded. Y'all did it. And then so two for two to say you didn't make a fuss would be very wrong, (laughs) but But it it was a good fuss. It was a good type of fuss. It was a definitely um, include in your notes owl uh, in one. It's not a clock. Lady Dunville owes you a favor. Put that in your notes. It's not a clock. It's just automatically. So under under like obfuscating cloud, you know how you have that special ability. Uh, okay. Um, just press enter, enter, and Lady Dunville owes me a favor. 